right, welcome everybody to the Wellness Wednesday Roundtable presented by the Health and Wellness Council. So if you are not familiar so far, uh, the Health and Wellness Council is an educational, promotional, and advocacy group focused on bettering holistic wellness here at Case. So part of our mission is to learn about health and wellness and share student experiences, especially our own experiences, with all of you. So that's why we created the, the Roundtable. Uh, as a platform for all student voices, we'll be focusing on a different wellness issue every week. And uh, some of those that are coming up include sexual violence prevention, the Black student experience, substance use, and many others that are designed to highlight pers perspectives of student stakeholders. So this week, we're going to be focusing on stress and midterms because we know that midterm week slash weeks is either happening or has happened to all of you, so we just want to talk about it. It's really important that you reflect on how you did while you're doing things, and I think this is a way for everyone to, to take a moment and think about it. So before we get into that, I'm just going to give a couple updates about what's happening on campus. So as you all know, on the 29th, we hosted the first presidential debate here in Cleveland uh, at the Health Education Campus. So if you need any more information on voting, how to become politically active, please visit CECL's voting website. And if you're planning on voting, uh, plan on voting in person if that is safe for you, or if you've requested a mail-in ballot, the deadline to submit that is October 31st. For flu shots, remember to get your flu shots, that's super important. Uh, the remaining dates for getting your flu shot are from October 13th to 15th, from 8.30 a.m. to noon at the Veal Recreation and Athletic Center Fieldhouse. More dates will be announced soon. So to get into it, here are our guests. So this week we're doing an all health and wellness focused group just so we can all share our personal experiences because stress is a very personal thing. It manifests in different ways for different people. So we really just wanted to talk to you all about what we're feeling. I'll start with myself. My name is Karthik Kartha. I'm a fourth year student and I'm the director of PR for the Health and Wellness Council. Hey guys, I'm John V. Ramchandra. I'm a first year student, biochemistry major here, and I am the secretary for the Health and Wellness Council. Hi everybody, it's Liz Ochoa. I'm a second year nutrition and cognitive science major and the Health and Wellness Council's community outreach coordinator. And I really wanted to touch on what you said, Karthik, about how it's important that, you know, we all know each other a little bit since we're all, you know, in-house from the council. And I feel like that opens up a lot of um, opportunity for, for vulnerability because I feel like that's something that's really important as students, um, as peers, you know, really connecting with each other and, you know, this is something that we all go through. So it's important that we share our experiences with each other, no matter how, how open you have to be about that. I totally agree. And peer support and support in general, this semester and this year has been maybe a little bit harder to come by for a lot of people, especially because we're remote. And we, we want to know how remote learning has really affected our stress levels. Um, I know for myself, Taking exams over Zoom oh, or online has become a weirdly <laughs> like stress, more stressful thing. Exactly. It's it's a little different when you're in a classroom, you know, and you you know where the teacher is. And I mean, obviously not that 
that's something that you should be focusing on but their perspective to you is you know across the classroom whereas when you're taking an exam with a camera staring you down I mean it's it's definitely a little more intimidating because you feel like someone's watching your every move while you're um you know taking your exam and I, I remember speaking with um another student who said that like they had their calculator on the floor and they were scared that they were going to get marked for cheating because they had to pick it up so i mean it's it's these little things that are just unneeded added stresses which you know affect a lot yeah tagging on to that um i had my first week of exams uh, last week because i'm a freshman and for a lot of my classes we used lockdown browser um yeah. and so i know a lot of freshmen were stressed about that um speaking more about that calculator thing you're talking about i know a lot of freshmen who were telling me that they were super stressed about having their calculator out because the back of a calculator looks like a phone in some way mm -hmm. um and so they were stressed that looking down at it would look as if they were cheating on the exam when in reality they weren't right. and Another issue during exams that people were stressed about was um, that Canvas would somehow randomly submit their exam before they completed it. Because in the corner um, during exams, you can see the timestamp and how much time you have left. Mm -hmm. And so I think that added to a lot of the stress for freshmen this year. Yeah. One of the worst things I think about taking exams on Canvas, I don't know if y'all have noticed this, but the next question button is right next to the submit quiz or submit right. like test button. <laughs> uh -huh. So like, if you flip up, it's over. You're done for. Yeah. Yes. It's a lot of little things. Yeah. Really risking it all. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's also really important to kind of look at the other like side of the coin on that and seeing how you know we're experiencing you know, mostly trivial issues, which are things that won't um, affect us in like the grand scheme of our exams. But, you know, there are students who, you know, aren't as advocated for who have, you know, difficulty connecting to Wi-Fi or, you know, have to connect on maybe a phone or don't have a laptop at their disposal. And it's really hard because obviously libraries where students would have those resources aren't um, as open because COVID. So, you know, having all of these added stresses and I mean, it's it's a little bit harder to ask for help in those situations because you have to open up maybe about a financial situation, which you're not comfortable with sharing. And, you know, it's it's not it's not fair in a lot of aspects, I think. That's actually not something I thought of immediately. It's really easy to I feel like focus on the little things, like you said, that come up that interfere with your exams with your schoolwork but if i were to take a step back and think about how privileged i am uh in my ability to just access the internet and have a safe and uh quiet distraction-free place to, to do my work i wouldn't maybe focus on like the the little things that bother me so much like one thing for me is when i'm taking exams online or doing work online is i incessantly check the time right just because there's one on the browser there's like one in like the drop down mm -hmm. thing. I'm just back and forth checking the time and I waste like a lot of time just checking the time. <laughs> yeah, I think Liz brought up a really interesting point there that I hadn't considered before. And I guess adding on to that, I think a lot of students now that were remote have to find their own motivation to, you know, complete your homework on time and prepare yourself for exams. And a lot of the times you also have to go to office hours when you need help or SI sessions if you have it. 
Um, and even club meetings, like you have to make time for that. And while it's definitely um, different how it was in person, because a lot of these things were um, more natural, but here you have to go out of your way um, to plan things out and do your work. And so that adds a lot of stress to um, students this year. Yeah, I think it's really important how you're saying how things like office hours and um, even like group uh, activities, general body meetings. I mean, when you're on campus, these are all things that change your environment. You know, you get to interact mm -hmm. with people. And after hours and hours of classes with Zoom fatigue, I mean, it's a, it's a new topic that's, you know, really being researched right now. I mean, how are you going to expect people to have that same motivation that you're talking about after all of these hours of classes, then you're supposed to have fun <laughs> just sitting in front of that same computer over for hours. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not reasonable in a lot of ways. Yeah, Zoom fatigue is so real. I think something that contributes to it is it's, it's those little moments like in between classes, like yeah. walking from one class to another. It at least puts you in a different mindset and you have that feeling of a break, but I feel like all my classes and my meetings all run together and it just feels like one long yeah. Zoom call. Right, and I mean, then the days start mixing together and you don't know what day it is, <laughs> yeah. you don't know what week it is, and you don't know what month it is. I mean, it's like, it's like that one SpongeBob episode with Squidward and it's just the same day over and over and over again. <laughs> I totally agree with that. I think Zoom fatigue is definitely a topic none of us expected to be considering at this point but um another thing like i kind of want to bring up on top of zoom fatigue is time zone differences so i live in california and so it's a three-hour time zone difference so sometimes i have to wake up super early to do work um and so i can't even imagine how it would be like for international students right now because some of them have some crazy time zone differences like 12 hours and so when you're taking exams or so for example um, you have to take it at the same time as everyone else. And for international students, it could be at 3 a.m., which is inhuman hours to be taking an exam to me. Exactly. I think it's really important that you touch on that because that kind of brings up the topic for me of how a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, um, faculty and administration um, in their way of you know, trying to keep things normal with this virus, um, they end up kind of catering to one sort of student only, you know, students that are in that time zone that have all the technology that they need and, you know, are probably on campus, um, you know, even though they're not in class specifically, they're not catering to those students who have those time zone differences. They're not catering to students who, you know, maybe have to, since they're remote, um, have responsibilities in the household and you know they don't have time for all of these different activities um, in class and stuff like that so you know it's it's kind of upsetting in a way to see how um, a lot of students are getting you know just kind of thrown under the bus and forgotten about um, because there's just too much to manage with um, you know having to cater to more than one type of student. You're bringing up a lot of things that this kind of passively I, I don't even think about um, how like it's almost because like this different strata on case while we were still in session within in-person classes was that's definitely a serious issue but it feels like now it's created even more divisions 
And like you said, like there's this optimal student who is on campus, so they're in the right time zone. They have a good internet connection. Uh, they don't have, you know, social anxiety setbacks that prevents them from, you know, raising their hand in Zoom class, which can be really tough for a lot of people. Um, you know, are willing to like reach out to professors over email and stuff like that. There's there's so many kind of hoops you got to jump through just to be like a seemingly functional student nowadays. Um, so that, that's definitely something to consider. And I think we have to come up with a sort of a new toolkit because we don't know how long this is going to go. Mm-hmm. A new kind of toolkit for handling stress during remote like learning. Exactly. So. I mean, if it wasn't enough stress already to have, you know, not be on campus, it's just all these different things that, you know, it's the reason that we want to touch on the subject because there's so many different avenues of stress that, um, you know, can be presented in these types of situations. I think a lot of students, I think a lot of the time we think of the regular student in the right time zone, like Karthik was saying, but... Touching on kind of what Liz was saying was that a lot of students do have um, commitments outside of the classroom that contribute a lot to um, their learning. And I guess, for example, is that this year, since everyone's remote, um, it's a lot harder for people to build relationships with their stu- with their peers and for their professors. Um, I know for freshmen, um, we were given a Facebook group. There's definitely like Instagram groups and group me's, but for us at least, we have to put an extra effort into meeting people virtually. Like, um, there's definitely in-person events that in the past for freshmen were supposed to be a way for everyone to get together and meet new friends. But now that everything's basically online, it's super difficult for people, especially people with social anxiety, where we have to put an extra effort into things that are already stressful for us in person. So you have this added factor um, of having to put in your own effort to engage with people. You're totally right. You know, I mean, that's an experience that's definitely unique to freshmen this year, because I know as a second year student, I have the ability to, you know, for a lot of classes, reconnect with people that I knew from my freshman year. And that entire experience that helps me now and is, you know, I can hit them up, you know, when I have a question on a certain class. And it's really different when, you know, you're in a Zoom call with a bunch of people, you know, you can't just randomly send someone a chat and be like, oh, you're in the box next to me, let's talk. Yeah. Or it's like in a classroom, you sit next to somebody <laughs> and it strikes up a conversation. Exactly. Yeah, I think that point about class differences, especially about freshmen, like John, for this to be your first experience immersion into college life has got to be super strange and this this kind of brings me to something that is people are experiencing this kind of reversion to their high school self um and i know we've got a good breakup like i'm a fourth year gonna be the first year and this is um a second year so we could really like we we could all think about how because i me myself i don't feel that i feel like i'm too far uh too far away from what i was in high school Maybe if I was a second year or third year, I could feel that. But this just feels like uh, a prelude to, to, to the next chapter for me. I wanted to see, like, how do you guys feel about that kind of going back to your high school self? I actually think it's really interesting that you say that because literally yesterday, 
I, you know, I was walking downstairs um, and like, like this feeling, this very specific feeling hit me that I remember in my senior year, I felt like I was almost like suffocating under like all of this homework. And I remember, um, I don't know if you guys know what a Finsta is, but it's pretty much like a little fake <laughs> Insta. And I remember yeah. ranting about how insanely strangled I felt by all of this coursework. And that wasn't a feeling I felt my freshman year because there were so many different avenues of, you know, distracting myself. And so ma- there was just so much going on that I, I couldn't even focus on how miserable I felt because of all of this coursework. And just the other day I was walking around and I was like, this is exactly how I felt. So, Mm -hmm. and the way I'm handling a lot of assignments is a little bit reminiscent of how I used to in high school, because in high school, I, I was just sort of like the type um, that was just get an assignment out and not really, you know, care that much about the quality of it just because there was so much to do. Um, and you know, last year, you know, it's a new beginning, you're a freshman, like I wanted to change that and I did. Um, but slowly and surely it's, it's all kind of coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can totally agree with a lot of that. Uh, definitely the ranting on a Finsta, I can definitely agree with that. <laughs> For me, um, obviously last semester, I was a second semester senior in high school and half of that semester was cut off. So I think March, sometime in March is our last day. And it was honestly very, very sad because we lost a lot of the opportunities that were unique to being a senior in high school, such as um, you know, prom, um, graduation, just things like that we lost. And in addition to that, um, we had six months before school started of basically very, very less like schoolwork and just time to kill. And I think that had a lot of freshmen, at least this year, um, to be, to feel very unprepared for their classes. Because we had six months of basically um, relaxing and um, well, for a lot of people, this pandemic was very stressful for them. And as soon as school started, we were thrown into intense coursework and classes and finding out what Zooms were happening and um, trying to find people to talk to. And it was just a whole feeling of unpreparedness for college, I think. Um, And we all had to figure out ways to get ourselves motivated again and change our studying habits. And so I can definitely understand how Liz was saying that there's a strangled feeling from like a connection from the transition from high school into um, college. That's super interesting. And one of the things that I thought of when you were this, talking about all that is when you have to deal with a lot of, let's say like externalities that aren't even related to school, you know, like a pandemic or mm-hmm. uh, staying connected with friends because now you can't see them. It makes it feel like you, you have so much on your plate. I feel like that can lead to burnout before you even get to school, like before you even start classes. Exactly. And you know, uh, a lot of these symptoms of burnout can kind of create like a sort of positive feedback loop where now, you know, you're experiencing symptoms of depression. It can have a lot of emotional consequences. 
um, you know, like John was saying, that lack of motivation where you start to put almost little to no effort into things and you know, it's it's really difficult to try and start a new chapter of your life when, you know, you're in your childhood bedroom. So trying to, you know, separate these different aspects and chapters of your life when you're kind of stuck into the same environment, like psychologically, it's it's really difficult. I think a lot of people wanted this new experience as a way to restart. In a way, um, I know a lot of people are dealing with um, issues outside of academics that may um, affect them personally and let's say coming in as a freshman or just starting a new year was a way for them to restart and you know, completely start anew with um, their life and just open up a whole new chapter where they can um, express themselves more without all these constraints that were there beforehand. In, in regards to stress, and I know we've talked about all the stressors that have kind of, kind of compounded onto just school stress and exam stress, but I kind of want to bring us back to those and, and talk about ways that we can navigate those and how we've been experiencing them. Uh, I wanted to quickly just uh, sort of give, give a definition of what, what it's like to feel stressed versus what it's like to feel burnout. And I'm sure a lot of people have... Uh, maybe you've you've felt burnout in in high school or before that or outside of school, uh, and there's a very good chance that you could encounter feeling burnt out in college. So I think it's important to make that distinction and, and know what you're feeling when you're feeling it. So a couple things that can be indicators of stress are feelings of anxiety, uh, kind of somatic or physical manifestations of stress, you know, tension, things like that, body tension. Uh, if you experience very strong emotions, you find yourself just kind of crying a lot or you get really sad really quick, maybe maybe even you go up really quick. Or if you, you know, choose to, or it feels like a choice, but you, you seem to be obsessing over a lot of things that you're doing. You feel crowded. You feel like you have to jump back and forth between a lot of things. Those could be indicators of stress. But burnout, on the other hand, feels more of, like an absence of those feelings. It can be when you experience very little emotion, you don't feel very attached to the things that you're doing, you don't feel very motivated to do the things that you're doing. Um, and burnout can lead to more significant, more severe mental health consequences, like depression, like hopelessness, and like isolating yourself from your peers and those that are there to support you. So I just wanted to ask, how do you, See those manifestations between stress or burnout either or or both in um, what your experience has been like so far and taking classes and stuff yeah you know I hear what you're defining both of these as and I'm almost a little bit torn because I and I'm sure a lot of other students um, have been experiencing a lot of both of these because at the end of the day these aren't mutually exclusive so you know these can interact with each other and I feel like that can create an even like worse you know mental environment for yourself. I know I personally have um, I have sort of these phases where I you know realize oh my gosh I've wasted so much time because of you know these burnout episodes and you know 
I have to be more productive. And so then I go into overcommitment and, you know, oh my gosh, I have to book all of these um, times that I have just laying around. So then I join a new club and then a new club and add, um, you know, uh, join another committee for something. And then all of these things start piling up and then it goes back into burnout because, you know, I can't handle all of these things. So it's just, it's very cyclical. I totally agree with that. I can definitely relate. That whole cycle of burnout is such a real thing that definitely needs to be talked about more. For me, I guess, where I see burnout personally is when I start getting into the habit of just doing things and doing assignments just because I need to or just because there's a deadline and I'm slowly losing enjoyment in a lot of the things that I'm doing. Um, in terms of like overcommitment, I Definitely agree. I think that's something that's contributing to a lot of stress. Um, as like undergraduate students, I think we all collectively believe that we should be doing like everything um, that we need to at once, when that's really something that we can um, do over the course of our years. And especially as freshmen, I, I do know a lot of people, and personally me too, um, where we think that we need to do everything we need to for our entire four years in our freshman first semester. And that's just really not the case. And I think when we do come back to campus and classes are in person, a lot of these commitments are not gonna withhold. Definitely when we come back, it's just when you're online and doing remote learning, everything is kind of back to back to back where there's no periods of like walking to classes or getting lunch or anything. You're you're in the same spot for many hours in a day. And so you can easily overcommit yourself to a bunch of clubs and classes. But this doesn't translate over when we do come back to being in person because there's periods where, like I said, you have to walk in between classes. You have to take breaks for yourself. And so I definitely agree. I think overcommitment is a major issue that's contributing to stress right now. You know, when you, when you brought that up, I thought of how since we're virtual now, we have to use a lot of like tools, like organization tools like Google Calendar, um, Slack and, and Zoom and stuff, which is a lot of stuff we use for the council, right? And those are all productivity tools, you know? So when you look at them, it's gonna put you in a mindset of, I need to do more, I need to be productive. Like if you think, if you look at uh, a blank space on your Google Calendar, it's just kind of gl glaring at you. I don't know if you guys feel this. Exactly. But exactly, yeah. That's the time you should just be chilling, I feel. Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of guilt, um, you know, attached to that feeling of just being relaxed. And um, I think we touched on it a little bit on last week's, last week's podcast where, you know, being a case student actually has a lot to do with that because there's a certain culture of you know get everything done be the best um you know because everybody else is competing with you so if you know you're not going for that opportunity somebody else will and if you know you don't get that position somebody else did so you know it's kind of like this pressure always at the back of your mind that you know if you don't do it somebody else is going to yeah i think definitely there's the pressure of um needing to do more constantly and keeping up with your classmates. Um, it's only been about six weeks, I guess, for me at Case, and I'm definitely feeling that already. Um, you see a space available in your Google Calendar, like Karthik was saying, and you tell yourself, hey, there's a space here. This shouldn't be space for a break. 
it should be something where I can add more clubs, where I can add, um, I can do extra homework during then. And then at the end of the day, you realize that you've been sitting at your computer for like 10 hours without a single break and sometimes forgetting to eat. And that just over time adds up and affects you both mentally and physically. Exactly. And I know um, personally, you know, how you're saying those breaks should be used for homework or something. I, I say that to myself and I spend that break time just looking at like the calendar a lot of the time, like, oh, I should be, I should be doing my homework. And then I just start scrolling on Instagram and I'm like, I should be doing my homework. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, the thought of I should be doing something other than what I'm doing right now doesn't even let me fully indulge in what is relaxation and, you know, that break. So even in times where you do allow yourself to have that break, your mind isn't fully relaxed because you're thinking of all of these things that you should be doing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you never really do get that mental break unless you make the Mm -hmm. effort to say, you know, what, it's okay. And I should allow myself this time so that later when I do choose to be productive, I can do so with my entire mind there. I really like what you said at the very end there about how when you choose to de-stress, you choose to relax, you want to do so with your entire mind there. You know, because I think mindfully de-stressing is the best way to de-stress. There's definitely a difference between trying to Uh, escape or run away from your stressors and doing self-care and taking time to work on yourself. Uh, I think the former can actually increase your stress. It can make you feel like, oh, then you start to tell yourself, oh, I'm I'm avoiding the things that I should be doing. And that relaxation time is is no longer really relaxation time. With with de-stressing, I like to be kind of tactile. So whenever I want to take time away from my work, I'll like grab a lacrosse ball or something and just like throw it around or uh, just walk around, feel stuff, hear stuff, like engage my other senses that aren't my eyes peering into Zoom calls all day to make me kind of feel grounded. I don't know if, if, do you guys have any experience doing things like that? Yeah, definitely. I think for a lot of people that get, when we are sitting, at your desk all day doing work you start to get fidgety and for hands-on people i guess like both of us um we have these different methods in order to keep ourselves engaged and a way that i like to do it is through rubik's cubes so i love to solve a bunch of them or simply just you know moving one around while doing an assignment just helps me focus better and also helps me de-stress yeah, I feel like I personally, it's it's something I personally need to work on because how Karthik was saying, you know, this whole escapism, you know, tactic is, you know, something that I've let myself indulge in a little bit too much, you know. Um, and I've been listening uh, to this podcast lately called, um, I think it's A Quiet Mind. And one of the things that I really identified with in the podcast was, you know, having a very loud mind so when you're doing those tactile activities I personally you know I'm always thinking um, about something that can make me stress it's almost like my mind is telling me you should be stressed about something Um, here's something to be stressed about 
and you know ruminating a lot um rumination is kind of like a deep or like considered thought about something that just keeps on growing and growing and it's kind of like a little snowball that grows into you know a huge um snowman if you will (laughs) um and that snowman is not a nice snowman and it is very mean (laughs) um and you know so working on kind of um, a practice that I've been doing is when I, I just not consciously saying, you know, hey, I shouldn't be stressing or anything like that, but just noticing, noticing, hey, my mind is being a little louder than it should be right now. What am I doing right now? Am I in the shower? Am I brushing my teeth? Let me just focus on brushing my teeth. What exactly am I doing when I'm brushing my teeth? Okay, my hands are going up and down and, you know, whatever. And just focusing on what is happening in the present because your mind should be focused on the present. It shouldn't be focused on what happened three days ago or something that's coming up in two days. You know, it's, it's um, present thinking is something that's, you know, very important in, you know, quieting your mind a little bit. I definitely agree with that. A lot of the time, um, Frosty the Snowman might not seem very frosty, um, but definitely with escapism, um, some people like to do meth do like activities that help you feel relaxed in the moment but really as time goes on it's not contributing to anything in the future that's definitely what i'm gonna think of now if i ever start (laughs) ruminating and i think that'll make me laugh and maybe stop ruminating there you go you know adding a little a little laugh there another thing i wanted to talk about organizational tools and i brought this up once like what what things can we use to help us feel less stressed? And how do we not over rely on those things to make us more stressed? Like the Google Calendar is something that's is really prevalent to me. Is it, it, it definitely helps me. It, all my Zoom links are there. Uh, it's one place I can go to see what meetings I have, what classes I have, but it's become kind of my homepage. And that's become kind of annoying instead of just like, you know, looking at something else, looking at something calming, I'm always looking at what I have to do, what I have to do. So uh, do you, are you guys using any other tools, any other activities or habits that you think are less, uh, less, you know, put less pressure on us? I think something um, that might help with that is because I found myself in the same situation with um, just my regular calendar on my phone. And I went back to using my agenda because um, you know, a lot of a tactic that a lot of professors always say in note taking is, you know, when you write it by hand, you remember it better. So when I find myself writing my tasks um, in my, you know, written agenda, I remember them better and I don't find myself needing to always look back. I just know, oh, okay, I remember I wrote this down. I have to do this in three days. And, you know, I don't have to, you know, check again just just to make sure. So, you know, writing things down, even in a little sticky note, um, just so that you don't have to constantly have that hub um, for like stress induction. I think a lot of the time we have a lot of small tasks in a day that just add up and make it seem very overwhelming. Um, Something I like to use um, to keep track of all that and try not and basically de-stress from that is there's this Chrome extension called Momentum. I'm not sure if you guys know about it, but basically it's a little Chrome extension. (laughs) It's amazing. You have this Chrome extension where they give you a super soothing image as your um, background on Chrome. 
And you also have the option to um, make a small list for yourself of what to do in a day. So sometimes when I feel super overwhelmed with all these small tasks, I like to write them all out into a little, little um, list and then organize them in what order um, I can do them in. I think I'm going to invest in both of them. Momentum sounds really cool. And yeah, I haven't written things down for a long time, I feel like. Like it's been too long since I've just put pen to paper. And maybe that's, that's so a good break. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But I think that's a break that a lot of people could use um, and really break up the whole Zoom and staring at a screen kind of complex that we're stuck in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, those those personal things are extremely important. I think what's what's also important is things that we can do as a community and as a school. Uh, and there, there's definitely a lot of stress workshops and stuff, which I'll get to in a little bit, that the university is putting on. But I want to talk about what kind of ideas we might have for uh, how we'll, we will connect as students from here out and how we'll create those like recreational or just relaxing kind of moments that aren't based around meetings. Uh, if we could do like a whole, I don't know, if we could do a school Zoom or something like that. Um, but I know, I know a lot of people are getting on different discords and, yeah. and things like that. Uh, do you, have you guys been using any of those to connect with people? Yeah, definitely Discord. Um, There's a, a bunch of places where we're all talking. And I know for some clubs where they're using Netflix party as a way for students to de-stress, like a bunch of people just on it at once. And there's also like game nights where some clubs are having where it's just like club members um, going on and playing like really silly online games like Scribble, um, like this Agar. Um, it's a bunch of things, even D&D for some clubs, I think. And so I definitely think this like aspect of game night is a fun way for students just to get their minds off of all this like schoolwork and extracurriculars and stuff. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I, I really just stick to my standard group name for most of my classes it's just like a general chat and whenever I feel like I'm you know falling behind in a class or something I just it's kind of reassuring to see like everybody ranting about like the same things that I'm thinking about and so realizing oh you know that question didn't make any sense and stuff like that is you know that communal aspect it does help a lot. I think it definitely reassures me when I have a question or something and I know that I'm not the only one that has that question um especially on group me where you can like people's comments and then you see a bunch of people liking yours and you're like hey yeah I'm not the only one that's like stressed about this yeah that's definitely a pro from like this moving at least for me for moving to virtual everything is that when you're in those big lecture halls I know every professor has said this and when I say it you're gonna like oh yeah when they're like um you know ask your questions now there's definitely people there's definitely other students with your question um but they're you know they're just too shy to say it so say it and and it's already on other people's minds but uh sometimes in those moments we still have questions but we kind of hold them back and i think those the the zoom chat and group me's are a a way to you know agree with, with, with other classmates and maybe voice your opinion in another sense when you you wouldn't be too comfortable doing that. 
Right, because it's just kind of remembering that, you know, there's more things that we all have in common than, you know, there are differences. And, you know, it's it's very easy when you're, you know, remote and, you know, in your house and it feels like everyone else is together to think, oh, well, you know, it's just me here. And, you know, everybody else is probably grasping the subject completely well. And it's just me because I'm over here on the other side of the country, maybe. Um and so remembering that, you know, there are more similarities and differences. Uh, you know, in that, in the vein of, uh, we're really just one community, we're still one school, even though we're all across the country and the globe, we're still one school and, and we need to find ways and, you know, in, intentionally, intently, uh, stay connected with the people and the campus community at large and, you know, in that vein, uh, our our campus, our university uh, health and counseling services have been putting together several workshops. Uh, I wanna let you all know that if you're ever feeling um, stressed and you feel like you're in, in a real rut, uh, the university wellness uh, programs for, for these upcoming months might help you to have a couple workshops, one of them being move forward. And that's really focused on helping people move from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset helping those people who feel like they're stuck, they're kind of entrenched in certain thought patterns or bad habits, uh, definitely check out uh, Move Forward. And then for those who, like we all discussed here today, want mindfulness to be a more important part of their de-stressing and their stress coping habits, uh, University Health and Counseling Services is also putting together a core mindfulness workshop and that'll be a four session virtual workshop and you can find links to both of those on the university health and counseling services website thank you so much Karthik, for you know all these resources it's really important to remember that even though um it reminds me of our homecoming slogan that even though we're all apart we're still together you know and um, you know, remote students still, you know, have resources available to them. And it's important that we all take advantage of them. Absolutely. And I think this conversation was super important. And I feel a little bit de-stressed just from having this conversation, actually. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. Those, you guys seem to have, know a lot of, like, little tools and stuff and applications. Are, this this comes up in our council a lot too. Everyone has these little apps and stuff, and I really got to start looking into those. I think they'll really help. Um, but something that you could do if you feel like when you were listening to this, it kind of stressed you out a little bit less. Uh, last week, Liz here hosted our mental health podcast. I did. Uh, which you can go and check out, and just furthers this discussion on mental health during COVID. Uh, during remote learning at case, uh, which are all very important things. And this conversation definitely has to continue. Uh, and we will continue this conversation into a lot of different topics. Our, our next topic is going to be on the Black student experience here at case, at case Western Reserve University. And that's going to be in two weeks, uh, next, next Wednesday. And we're going to have a special guest host for that podcast. So uh, stick around and and check out who that's going to be. Um, but just one more time, if you guys want to say anything to the people. <laughs> um, you know, stay well and stay safe.
Yeah, and tune into all our podcasts. Yeah. They're definitely a way to understand the student body.